Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our Bible study right here on our website. You know uh, uh, we're not just going to have a monotone school schoolhouse type of study where we open our books and and we just talk this way. I am a pastor slash evangelist. Uh, I am going to teach from the Word of God, but I'm probably going to preach from the Word of God. You say, preacher, what's the difference? I think every preacher ought to teach something in their message, and I think every teacher ought to preach something in their message. That is, there are parts of the message that need to be declared with all of the authority that is vested in the Word of God itself. We're not following cunningly devised fables. We have handled the word of life, the apostles said. They were with Jesus. They listened to his word. And when they went out to bring the Christian faith to a gainsaying world, they preached it with all of the authority that is vested in it. Hallelujah. So today I'm coming to share from the word of God on a subject, fighting for the faith, fighting for the faith. Amen. Uh, Actually, the scripture said that we should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints, literally to put up a real fight for it. Because if we don't put up a fight for it, believe me, we're going to lose that faith. And we can't afford to do that. We're in a generation and a religious culture. And I want to say this about the culture on this subject, fighting for the faith. We are in a religious culture that's becoming more and more hostile to true Bible-based Christianity. They don't seem to be bothered by polytheism, the belief in and worship of many gods, nor pantheism, the religious philosophy that declares that God's in the water, the trees, the air, etc. Pantheists hold that God and the universe are identical. You cannot distinguish one from the other. They don't even seem to be bothered in today's religious culture by one God with many roads to him. You see, friend, one of the signs of the end times and one of the things that's going to occur during the tribulation is that a false prophet's going to come and have lying wonders that are going to occur. Supernatural things are going to occur uh, during the tribulation, but it will be to confirm a lie instead of confirming the truth. A world church, a world religious system is going to form. And in order for that to form, the Christian faith in particular is going to have to be dismantled and undermined. And friend of mine, if and when that occurs, the Christian faith will crumble because the Christian faith is built upon the apostles and the prophets, and Jesus Christ himself becoming the chief cornerstone. And when we remove these foundational cardinal truths from the faith, we don't have the faith anymore. To stand true to your faith today 
Amen. And in particular, the Christian faith is not something that is applauded. Even within many Christian circles, there is compromise. And because of that compromise, we're seeing what ancient Israel saw begin to occur. And that is a moving away from the foundation stones of the faith and allowing other gods and other influences from other religions to come in. So we live in this culture today. They don't even seem to be bothered by one God with many roads to him. What causes so much controversy today and anger and accusations of intolerance is one true God for all mankind and one way to him, Jesus Christ. Second, I'm sorry, First Timothy 2 and verse 5. You want to start a fight? Just quote this scripture and believe it and adhere to it. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. You want to, start, you, you want to be labeled? Listen, listen, there is one God. There is one mediator between God and man. Scripture is very clear. There's no other name given under heaven to men by which we must be saved. There is no other name. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the... No wonder he came under such attack. No wonder the church, the true church, is under such attack. Oh, the church that's accommodating to everyone and everything else, it's not under attack. It's going to be well received. Jesus said, if you were of the world, the world, the world would love you for the world loves its own, but you're, you're not of the world. If they hated me and they did, and it's because of this that they hated him. Amen. He declared himself to be the only way to God. In fact, he declared himself to be part and parcel of the Godhead. <laughs> Amen. I and my Father are one. <laughs> it's always about the one God and the one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. One God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit by which we are baptized into one body, one true church. Oh, everybody's claiming that. But the Bible said it's the people who worship this one God and have come to know him in a salvation relationship through the one mediator, Jesus Christ, that make up the one body. And it's not a denomination and it's not an organization. Praise God. It is a building <laughs> fitly framed together when we all come together. We are a building. We are the temple of God, a building fitly framed together for a habitation of God through the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to start a fight? Follow Jesus. Amen. He said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. Amen. Don't, don't think the world is going to embrace you and don't sweat that. They're just going to have to deal with it. Deal with it. We have to deal with them, don't we? We have to deal with everything. Well, they're going to have to deal with us. I'm a Christian. 
I'm an unapologetic Christian. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. Deal with it. You say, well, I don't like you. Well, I'm sorry. I, I wish you did. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be true to the God who loved me and gave his son for me, and true to the son who gave his life for me on the cross. As Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he said, for by, by, and I'm not ashamed of the cross. If I glory, I will glory in the cross. For by it I'm crucified to the world, and the world is crucified unto me. Amen. Listen, friend. Today the enemy would love to dismantle the foundation stones of the Christian faith. But let me declare once again, there is one true and living God. And there is one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. It is He who said, I am the way, not a way, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father. See, He's the mediator. No man comes to the Father except by me. And any man who tries to climb up any other way is the same as a thief and a robber. Because we're trying to take from Him that that only He can claim. And that is through His shed blood to have paid the sin debt so that we could be saved and reconciled unto God. Friend of mine, there is no wiggle room in the Scripture. It's only when we throw out the Scripture, deny the inerrancy and eternal truths of God's Word, and deny the words of Christ Himself. That's when we get into compromise. That's when the church is no longer the church and Christianity is no longer what it is intended to be. A.W. Tozer said it this way, talking about the church that's in error, the parts of the Christian church that's in compromise. He said the church by and large has lost her testimony. She no longer has anything to say to the world. Her once robust shout of assurance has faded away to an apologetic whisper. She who once, who one time went out to declare now goes out to inquire. Her dogmatic declaration has become a respectful suggestion, a word of religious advice given with the understanding it is, after all, only an opinion and not meant to sound bigoted. Pure Christianity, instead of being shaped by its culture, actually stands in sharp opposition to it. Friend of mine today, the Christian faith is not just worth fighting for. It's worth, if it comes to it, dying for. And there are Christians that are still giving their life for this truth. And we dare not, and all of the martyrs throughout history laid down their life for this truth to be delivered to us, for this Bible to be brought to us. This is a blood-bought gospel, and it is a blood-brought gospel. And we dare not compromise the sacrifices of those people who have given their life 
for this truth today. Amen. Friend of mine, not too long ago, if you remember, I remember back in, in, in 216, not too awful long ago. Yes, a lot of time has passed, but this is still in our recent history during the ISIS uprising and the ISIS reign in the Middle East. On this issue of one God and one mediator, let me read this from from Father Benedict Kiley. Listen to what he said. As the warm waters of the Mediterranean Sea lapped onto a clear sandy beach, normally a place for tourists to bathe. I saw this on YouTube. I saw it on the news. Exactly one year ago today, he wrote it one year after, 20 Coptic Christians and their Guyanian from Guyana, one African from Guyana, were martyred at the hands of brutal followers of ISIS or the Islamic State, Islamic State. The Coptics were all Egyptians, were poor laborers. Like so many in the Middle East, they were forced to leave their countries to search for work. In this case, going into the anarchic failed state of Libya to try to support their families back home, they were kidnapped by ISIS for one reason, because they were Christians. They were executed by ISIS for one reason, because they were Christians. What was this one thing about Christianity that caused them to want to kill them. There's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Jesus Christ. Accounts of their initial kidnapping speak of the ISIS demons, as he put it, moving through the facility where the Coptic Christians were living, demanding to know where are the followers of the cross? Where are they staying? Twenty of the martyrs, as we know, Egyptian Coptic Christians, the nationality and faith of the one African murdered with them was not known for a long time, but his name was Matthew. (laughs) Probably named, certainly, from St. Matthew in the Scripture. Matthew Ayaika, a Guyanian. Although some have said he came from Chad, he was not a Christian initially. But at the moment of execution, knowing he would die, seeing the faith of those Christians that were willing to lay down their life, he was asked by one of his killers if he would reject Jesus. He turned to his companions and said, Their God is my God. I believe what is not written here, but certainly true, is that he had accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. Not since the great persecutions of the early life of the church have we seen such a witness. All the Coptics were seen to be saying, while someone stood behind each one with a black hood on and a sharp knife ready to cut the throat of all twenty they, uh, someone who read lips looked at the video and said their last words before the slash came was, Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. 
They were and are martyrs, witnesses to the faith of the church, glorious witnesses. Friend of mine, today there is such compromise under the heading of Christianity. We need to come back. We need to take our stand. We need to put up a real fight. As Paul said, I suppose it is necessary that I write unto you that you earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. Praise God, friend. We need to put up a fight for the faith today. There is too much tolerance in the name of tolerance, embracing, trying to be embraced by a world that we need to influence for Jesus and not be influenced by it. You know, boats are made for the water. Ships are made for the water. Ships are made to go to sea. That's the whole purpose of a ship. And as long as a ship is on the water, the ship is safe. But when you get water in the ship, the ship is in jeopardy. We are in the world, but Jesus said, you're not of the world. You're in it, but you're not of it. Because if you were of the world, (laughs) the world would love its own. The world would embrace you. But if it hated me, he said, it's going to hate you. Marvel not. Don't be shocked that the world hates you. The world of, 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 of people. We're not talking about the earth. We're talking about people. People who say, if you believe that, I don't love you. I don't like you. In fact, I hate you for that. I, many hate enough to want to kill. I'm going to say something here today. They're going to miss us when we're gone. When Jesus comes, when Jesus takes his bride home, and the Antichrist comes in control, and the tribulation bursts upon this earth, they're going to miss us when we're gone. For the Bible said the Antichrist can't be manifest until he that letteth, he that holds it back, he that is hindering him from coming on the scene, is taken out of the way. Amen. You may hate us now, dear friend, but you're going to miss us when we're gone. We want you to go with us, praise God, by accepting Christ as your Savior and coming to the God who created man, not a man-made God. Friend of mine, today there's never been a day that we need to be more committed to the truth of the Bible more committed to its inerrancy, and more committed to the faith that is built upon the apostles and the prophets with Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. If you have your Bible today, let's learn a lesson, if we can, these next few moments from ancient Israel, from Isaiah chapter 46. It said, Bell boweth down, Nebo stoopeth, Their idols upon the beast and upon the cattle, your carriages were heavy loaden. They are a burden to the weary beast. They stoop, they bow down together. They could not deliver the burden, but themselves are gone into captivity. Hearken unto me, O house of Jacob, 
and all the remnant of the house of Israel, which are born by me from the belly and carried from the womb. You see, this wonderful covenant God of Israel was carrying them while the Babylonian captivities were carrying their gods in carts and upon beasts. Listen, what a difference it is from the God who made man to man-made gods. Listen to verse 4, And even to your old age I am he, even to whorehairs, white hair, old age will I carry you. I have made and I will bear, even I will carry and will deliver you. I love that scripture related to this, saying to ancient Israel, the covenant children of God and underneath are the everlasting arms, and and thou shalt be born upon eagles' wings. Hallelujah. To whom will you liken me, verse 5, and make me equal, and compare me that we may be like? They lavish gold out of the bag, and weigh out silver in the balance, and hire a goldsmith, and make it into a god. They fall down, yea, they worship. They bear him Upon the shoulder, they carry him and set him in his place, and he standeth from his place, and he shall not remove. Yea, one shall cry unto him, yet he cannot answer, nor save him out of his trouble. Remember this and show yourself, men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. What was the transgression? God's covenant people were beginning to compromise and think that they could accommodate the gods of the Babylonians with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that they could somehow blend these gods, the true God that made man from the man-made gods, the idols that were worshipped. He said, remember, Remember, bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Remember the former things of gold. He's going to make this declaration. I am God. There's none else. (laughs) I am God and there's none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, from the ancient times of things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. I'm going to stop right here and tell you something about the Word of God. Love not the world, nor things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the Father is not in him. Amen. Listen, it's very important today that we understand that God's counsel is going to stand. Blessed is he that stands not in the counsel of the ungodly, Psalm 1 declares, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, nor walks in the way of sinners. Blessed is the man. You see, God's counsel will stand. Heaven and earth will pass away, the Scriptures teach us. (laughs) But my word will abide forever. Man is like the grass and the blade of the grass. The sun comes out, scorches it, and it's gone. But my word is not like that. My word will stand forever and forever. Praise God. And I will do of all my pleasure. God is sovereign. God is moving. Hallelujah. Amen. And he, listen, he, 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 
The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. His ears are open. Praise God. He's not like the idols. His hand is not short that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Sin is the separator. Jesus is the mediator who has reconciled us to God. And this God who sees, this God who hears, and this God who helps is the true and the living God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, verse 11, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, I will also do it. Hearken unto me, you stout-hearted that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness. It shall not be far off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And it, I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. Hallelujah. He's literally saying, return to me. Return to the exclusivity, hallelujah, of the one true God. Amen. And I will return to you. I'll show you my salvation. Amen. You've got a God that sees. You've got a God that hears. You've got a God that helps. And it's in that seeing and hearing our cry and coming to our rescue and helping us that he declares himself once again to be the true and living God, not only to covenant Israel, but to all of the world. Praise God. Amen. God is saying to his straying people, see, they're carrying their God, but I'm carrying you. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. God is not man-made. He's not made up. That's why the apostles said, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. He talked of those false prophets who would try to turn the word of God into simply fables. But he said they have handled the word of life. Glory be to God. Our God speaks to us today by His Spirit in our hearts, by His Word in the Bible, by His servants, and above all, by His Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our God guides us with His eye. He's seen the end from the beginning. His eyes are upon the righteous. His ears are open to our cry. Our God hears our prayers and His hands are available to us to deliver and to save. Our God moves. He is animate even though He's invisible. He's viable. He comes when we call. Our God carries us because He cares for us. And He distinguishes Himself by helping us in times of trouble. <laughs> Amen. Listen to Isaiah 41, 10 through 14 as we close this part of our teaching today. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. His promise to His covenant children. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. 
Behold, all they that are increased against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. In another place, he says, no weapon, (laughs) hallelujah, that is formed against you shall prosper, and every word that rises against you in judgment shall be utterly contemned, (laughs) condemned. Amen. Why? Because I am for you, and therefore I am with you. Praise God. And all they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. You see, the Babylonians were carrying their gods. Israel is carried by their God. Amen. Fear not, thou worm, Jacob, ye men of Israel. I will help thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. That's shouting shoes time. Praise God. There's no God like Jehovah, and there's no Savior like Jesus Christ. Our God is a God of deliverance. He will distinguish Himself by manifesting His power and presence in behalf of His covenant people. Praise God. I want to make a a spiritually anointed declaration today. If we as God's people repent of our wicked ways and return to Him and bow to no other and seek Him and trust Him, we will see the glory of God as He saves and heals and delivers. You see, Jesus Himself was distinguished by the manifest power of God in and through His life. Acts 2.22 says, You men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by Him in the midst of you as you yourselves know. We just celebrated the great, a great approval of God of Him when God raised Him from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. The gospel itself was distinguished by the power of God. Mark sixteen nineteen and 20. It said, So after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went everywhere and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. We don't follow signs, but signs should follow us in terms of answered prayer, in terms of God hearing and God helping. God distinguished himself at Mount Carmel by letting that fire fall. God distinguished himself at the Red Sea by parting it. You cannot separate the God of the Bible or the Christ of Scripture or the New Testament church from the miraculous. He was and he is the true and the living God. For there is one God. Hallelujah. And one mediator between God and man, the man, Jesus Christ. Thank God for Jehovah. Thank God for Jesus. 
Thank God He's for us. Thank God He's with us. Let's trust Him today. Let's stand true. Let's fight for and sustain the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And let's stand firm while the whole world is shaking. Let's stand firm and stand true until He comes to take us home. And today, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I pray that you will come to know Him today, that you will not run from Him, but that you will accept Jesus Christ, the One who paid your sin debt and mine upon that cruel tree, the cross at Calvary, that you will come to this mediator, God wants to forgive you, but He can't forgive you or me unless our sin debt was paid. So He sent His only Son to take our place on that cross, to shed His blood, innocent, pure, sinless blood, that God could accept the sacrifice in behalf of a fallen world, that we might be reconciled unto Him. So come and be washed in the blood. Come and repenting of your sin and receiving Jesus as your Savior and find in Him a truth that will set you free from the judgment to come, truth that will set you free from the guilt shame of sin hope that will help you in the day of trouble and temptation a God who says don't be afraid I'm going to uphold you <laughs> hallelujah I'm going to hold you by your right hand with my right hand of righteousness come and be saved and saints of God come and stand together Stand true and stand tall for Jesus. For He's coming for a bride that is a chaste virgin, washed in the blood, cleansed by the washing of water by the Word, committed to the bridegroom in Jesus' name.